I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. Welcome to another episode of Nine Cents. I, as always, am your host, Adam Campbell. It is the 3rd of April, and today I've got a great show for you. Today I'm going to be talking about the world's most powerful religion. Guess which one that is. In the Infernal Informant, I'm going to be talking about abortion discrimination and a murder via crucifixion in today's day and age. In Creature Feature, I've actually taken a long time thinking about this. I was tossing two different potential albums. Uh, I landed on an oldie but goodie. Band, anyways. White Snake, that's right. And this speaks to just my uh, the era in which I grew up and uh, my own particular uh, secret passion for uh, an old 80s band, White Snake. Uh, they just released a new album, and we'll be talking about that. And in Bizarre the Bizarre, I'm going to be talking about kegling. So all of you ladies, listen up. <laughs> Us guys are going to really want to do. Uh, this week, you know, it was it was a little bit um, satisfying and a little bit disappointing at the same time. Uh, I, I was afforded the opportunity to uh, turn over our garden so that we could uh, really enrich our our soil. Uh, to hopefully, ideally, get a really good uh, crop this year. With the rising prices of food, it's <laughs> increasingly more and more important to um, do shit yourself. And since I've always homebrewed, I might as well talk about that. I just uh, siphoned over my Pilsner, which I'm really excited for. It smells fabulous um, uh, with the help and great thanks to D. I really appreciate you coming out and, and helping with that. Um, and I also brewed up a whole new batch of Belgian white. This is the first time I've brewed this beer. It's a really light, uh, easy to go down, um, very bold flavored uh, beer, ideal for summer. Uh, you know, it's not really heavy. It's a really light beer, so uh, I'm looking forward to mowing the lawn and sitting back and having a couple of those. And then, after doing all this yard work and reveling in the... Uh, ever-present spring that we've been enjoying, showers and all, uh, I woke up this morning and we were caked in snow. There was a storm that came in last night and it would just dumped an ass load of really heavy snow uh, onto us. Uh, let me uh, <laughs> uh, give yet again another shout out uh, to all those people in the chat room. Thanks for joining me. Uh, don't be touching yourself in the car. Uh, you can get an accident doing that. I mean, it's just not healthy. Though I'm enjoying it. Uh, so where was I? Uh, the snow. Yeah, it was really heavy. It bent all of our branches. And if you follow my Facebook uh, page at all, you, you can see uh, pictures uh, via my wife's posting and, and my commenting and stuff. And Or if you're in Utah at all, you're going to be you know, seeing the ridiculous snowstorm that we just got. And it's it's sort of been permeating the entire day, just coming on and off all day. It, it's rather aggravating. But I am comforted for a number of reasons, most of which I've got some bush mills. 
it's keeping me warm inside. Uh, rather than going with the traditional wine or beer, I went with Bushmills this week, which for me is a bit of indulgence. I'm a huge fan. And if you've never had the whiskey, if you're a fan of whiskey and you've never had Bushmills, it is a triple distilled Irish whiskey, and it's, well, it's sex in a bottle. I think that's the best way to put it. And uh, you should fucking try it. All right, well... How about we just uh, proceed with the show as usual? my pre-show rant. Let's go into the Devil's Advocate. the world's most powerful religion by Anton Xander LeVay. This is an article on the, you know, I'm going to here, let me fix this. This is an article on the website churchofsatan.com under theory practice by uh, Anton LeVay. It uh, originally appeared in the Cloven Hoof, issue number 127. This article obviously talks about uh, why Satanism in and of itself is the world's most powerful religion. But what would make a powerful religion? Um, and it connects fetishism with religious obedience. Um, I don't want to quote the article verbatim because I, I want you to read it and really get the tone of Anton LaVey. So I'm going to try to summarize uh, sort of my take on it, which may differ from yours. Um, and as every devil's advocate, let me start off by saying I'm a Satanist. I am a member of the Church of Satan, but I do not speak. For the Church of Satan. So if you're tuning in to this show for the first time and you're thinking, hey, this guy must be espousing what every Satanist believes, don't fool yourself, it's not fucking true. Uh, Satanism is a large tent and there are a lot of different personalities and interpretations under it. That's what's so great about it. We don't all try to be the same monster. And the world's most powerful religion accommodates wholeheartedly. So let's talk about it, shall we? Uh, Anton LaVey says in this article, religion is the most important thing in a person's life. If electric trains are the most pervasive thing in one's life, then that is his religion. And what he's saying here is that if you're a Satanist, then obviously being sort of the anti or the counterculture individual personified in your society, then, you know, that is your faith, that is your religion. If you're not going to try to conform and be a sheep amongst the herd, well, then you're probably, at least at some degree, a Satanist. He speaks candidly about, uh, prior to 
codifying Satanism, I quote, uh, I first considered the religion of dogism. The belief system made sense, but was too limiting. Dogism holds that if you can't eat it and you can't fuck it, piss on it. And he goes into um, catism. I'll quote five points here. Cats believe don't run if you can walk. Don't walk if you can stand. Don't stand if you can sit. Don't sit if you can lay down. And don't stay awake if you can take a nap. He who sleeps the day away lives to sleep another day. Or respect the friend who brings you food, for he has been your choice. Or go and catch it for yourself and have a louder voice. It's sort of the Freud's pleasure principle at work. The world's most powerful religion speaks to individuals being and studying their own proclivities, their own fetishes, their own religions. And there's not that big of a difference between them. So, for those who have a fetish of stockings rising on a woman's thigh, they think about it. The image permeates their every waking moment, watching that netting curve on the outside or inside of that thigh, reaching or following the seam, the stitching. That, that truly is a religious moment. All of your emotion wrapped up in that one sight, that one smell, as you imagine. Whatever sounds that may come from it. And how is that any different than the Baptist at church praising Jesus in song? They're both quite religious experiences. And I'm not entirely convinced, not entirely sure, that there's really a sexual difference there. You know, people get off in very different ways, and uh, I think we can see by the Zionists, by the fanatics of a world, that religion gets people off just as much as any sexual activity. And that's truly what Anton LaVey is writing about here. Those who disparage and belittle the Church of Satan to an obsessive degree reveal their fetish. So if you spend all of your time talking about how evil, wicked, mean, and nasty, <laughs> uh, to give a bit of uh, 60s musical culture to people, that's really what you're addicted to. That's really your fetish. That's really your religion. After all, if it was really Jesus, if it was really his teachings, or Muhammad, fuck Moses, then that's what you'd be talking about, rather than Satan. And it actually coincides with the uh, non-Satanic statement, Satan's the best friend that you've ever had. If it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have been in business this long. Paraphrase. <laughs> that's the reality behind that statement. You spend all of your time talking about how bad and and, and, and wicked Satan is, you're never focusing on what really your religion is all about. So it, it speaks quite loudly about what your real religion is. Certainly not.
Judeo-Islamic Christianity. Uh, if you haven't checked it out by now, and I'll cut a lot of this pause out in the actual podcast, The World's Most Powerful Religion by Anton Zander LeVay, check it out, see what he has specifically to say. It's certainly uh, more eloquent than what I mentioned, and it speaks to those who practice a religion versus those who identify themselves with a religion, whose religion is much more satanic than once suspected. So that's all for the Devil's Advocate. I, I have been assured that we will be getting a how I spoke briefly about how Blind with Rain was going to be doing an opening drop. They had talked to us, uh, they sent me a message saying that it, it was still coming, be patient, uh, it, it's in the mail, so to speak. So look for that, and the intro to this segment, I've been thinking about for a long time, I'm going to be uh, refining it with a bit more of my own personal um, creation, I guess you could say. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really not a musician, but I'm going to have a lot of fun with it. I just don't like sort of sampling from other sources. I'm not, I'm not really comfortable with it. So I'm going to, you know, create my own thing. And uh, well, as with my other drops, uh, I hope you like it. So let's go ahead and move on to the Inferno Informant. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave, human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria, all in the Inferno Informant. The Inferno Informant. I've got two great articles for you today to talk about. First, uh, this is actually a Fox 13 article, uh, Caretakers Charged in Death of Disabled Kern's Woman. And this is Utah local article here. Police have charged three people in connection with an unusual abuse and death of a disabled woman in Kearns. 27-year-old Cassandra Shepard has been charged with first-degree murder, aggravated abuse of a vulnerable adult, and obstruction of justice in the March 25th death of Christina Harms, 22. Shepard's mother, Sherry Lynn Beckering, 50, and stepfather, Dell Beckering, 53, were both charged with aggravated abuse of a vulnerable adult. Police say the Beckerings took care of the victim for a good part of last year and were aware of the crime. All three could face life in prison if convicted. So essentially what they did is these three people, a daughter, a mother, and a father, were the caregivers of one Christina Harms, 22, a disabled woman. Authorities say Harms was found dead in the closet of her family home at X address on Friday. They say the body was bruised and evidence such as plastic zip ties and bandages allegedly show the victim was tortured. Quote, they found a closet in the family room, and in that closet there was an alarm on the door and a metal bar hanging in the closet, to where they found evidence of the victim being hung, crucifixion style, in the closet, end quote. Holy fuck. I may be going out on a limb here. Ten to one, these are fucking people that identify themselves as Christians. Their sole job, their means of income, is taking care of this 
disabled woman in the disabled woman's home and their actual answer to that is to fucking crucify her to death. How sick can you fucking be? Like, really? You know, and, you know, on one hand, I understand, um, the vague idea of Darwinism. I believe the strong should survive. But there's a significant difference between the strong surviving and actively murdering after torturing an innocent human being. This is something that goes so far against Satanism, it, it's unbelievable. And it actually infuriates me when I hear this type shit. One of the, as I see it, primary results of Christianity, certainly Islamic Judeo-Christianity, is abuse of said religions. You see this much more than actual good things coming out of it. And it could be because, honestly, you know, in a 24-hour news cycle, it's much more exciting to talk about the negative than the positive. But there's so much fucking negative when it comes to Islamic Judeo-Christianity. It's maddening. And when you see people like this, who, if they weren't Christians, would probably still fucking do it. Because they, they're that type of sick individual that just wants to torture and murder innocent, helpless people to, in some way, boost their own sick, fucked up egos, or their psychologically disturbed personalities uh, in their own minds, that, uh, you know, they just have to do something like this. It, it's fucking ridiculous. But it's only these types of people that do stuff like this. In a world of Satanists, shit like this would never happen. However, in a world of Satanists, I'm not entirely sure the disabled woman would actually ever have been born in the first place. Uh, and uh, that's going to lead us into our next article uh, rather vaguely and probably a little rough and aggressive than I had intended, but we're going to let it slide anyway. Arizona. It's our fucking neighbor, so I gotta talk about Arizona. Arizona enacts, and this is actually an uh, Reuters article here, a ban on abortions based on gender or race. So, the, in Roe vs. Wade, the Supreme Court said that no one has control over a woman's body, a woman's right to decide her own reproductive cycle. But conservatives, oh, you crazy religious right fanatics, you don't want to let that fucking go. You want to have so much control over women and their bodies, you just don't think women have the right to choose. You don't think women, you know, and it's called pro-life, it should be called anti-choice, because really, that's what it is. You can be anti-abortion all you want. And there's a significant difference between anti-abortion anti and anti-choice, which the religious right in this country practice. And I can't help but think that all the Republicans in office truly just pander to the religious right for votes, because there's no fucking way anyone in their right fucking mind would vote for them otherwise. Jan Brewer is one of the worst. 
On Tuesday, she signed into law a controversial bill that makes the state the first in the nation to outlaw abortions performed on the basis of the race or gender of the fetus. Holy fuck. This is akin to banning Sharia law in our states. It's looking at a potential problem that you've imagined in your crazy fucking mind, in your crazy fucking world, and applying a solution to said crazy fucking problem. Abortion is such a difficult fucking decision. It's such a, a difficult subject to talk about amongst the two people fucking involved, let alone a fucking nation or a crazy-ass woman like Jan Brewer, but to somehow imply, or by passing this bill, suggest that an abortion doctor should ask the poor fucking woman that's forced into the situation, or that's chosen the situation, after a long and arduous and difficult decision, to say why she's fucking doing it. Just on the off chance that it may be sex or race-based. It's fucking just ridiculous. It's retarded. And, and really, this is not about racial or sexual discrimination in abortion. There's absolutely no fucking evidence at all that this is really a fucking problem or a result of abortion or a cause of abortion. This is simply one way, one safe way, that these fucked up, disgusting, anti-choice, religious right Republicans, it's a method for them to control abortion, to attempt to stem abortion in their never-ending crusade with making sure the babies are born so they can leave them in the gutter or send them to war. That's who they are. And as sick as it fucking is, that's what they do. This actually might be a short show, because that's all I have to say about that. It's actually maddening. Like, I, I'm genuinely blood-pumping pissed off, and if it wasn't for the Bushmills, I'd probably be fucking screaming in my... <laughs> Fucking camera. Ugh, fucking A. Alright, you know what? Um, that's gonna be enough. So, uh, crucifixions. They're still around. Only this time is not for a trouble-causing Jew. Um, it's for a poor disabled woman. And abortion discrimination. It's not just a tough choice anymore. Now it's a felony. Let's go ahead and move on into uh, Creature Feature, shall we? The sky is dark, moon piercing the night. Through the trees, the damsel in distress comes, breaking through the underbrush. Fear painted on her face. The darkness hunting her is near. She is swamp, water slowing her escape. The creature nears, the damsel turns, hands rising to her sides as her last effort to thrust the creature back. Welcome to Creature Feature. Creature Feature. I uh, like I said in the opening drop there. Um, you know, 
let me pause for a second. This camera is fucking making me crazy. Every ten minutes or so, it is, or, you know, it might be actually like five minutes or three minutes. It's refocusing. And so, out of the corner of my eye, I'm seeing this blurry readjustment of uh, the camera. It, it's really distracting. I'm going to have to figure something out here. So, like I was saying, I had a, a tough time here. On one hand, being an avid fan of uh, a guilty pleasure, fan of White Snake, I wanted to talk about their new album, Forevermore. And on the other hand, on various uh, Coffin Rust hosts, on both Satanist, I'm sorry, Satanet, The Undercroft, and Facebook, I saw him talking about um, an old school um, artist, Fats Waller. I wasn't really sure which one I should talk about, and I'll probably talk about Fats Waller uh, at some later point in time, but you know what? I just have too much affection for White Snake. So if you grew up at any point in the 80s, there are some White Snake songs that you listen to. Um, and you know what? I, I can't help but absolutely love them. I, there's a soft place in my heart for blues-oriented rock. Um, it's just something that will always be a part of me. And White Snake's sound has always been this sort of uh, ambient, empty, uh, but passionate, very sexual-oriented oriented music. Um, and it's always served me well. Anyway, uh, you know, if I'm just drinking alone, there's no band out there I would rather listen to than White Snake. I don't know why. It's just, you know, who I am here. So, you know, they've got a couple heavy-hitting songs in this new album, like Steal Your Heart Away and All of Your Luck, but then they kick back to some old-school, passion-oriented songs with Love Will Set You Free, and that's sort of the single that they've released with this album forevermore. Uh, this album just came out um, in February, but uh, it, it it is absolute pure white snake at its best. And like most, I'm sorry, unlike most rock bands, that came out of the 80s, Whitesnake never really sort of just fell apart and died due to addiction. Um, they've always been there, constantly releasing music, um, and, and you've got to, you know, give a shout out to fucking David Coverdale for that, the lead singer. He has this, uh, you know, I'm going to forgive him for being British. <laughs> Not being a gigantic fan of the Brits myself for absolutely no reason. I just, I can't stand the fucking accent, but <laughs> that's just me. Um, so I forgive him for that because he kicks ass not only as a singer, but as uh, a musician and composing and, and putting these songs together. And uh, big shout out to his crew um, who formed the the current version of White Snake. If at any point you've ever liked '80s rock or you enjoy blues rock. Forevermore is absolutely an album you shouldn't miss out on. And this isn't one of those, like, you know, Guns N' Roses finally re-releases their first album in five years, or, or Metallica comes out of a five-year hiatus, or Sebastian Bach finally picks up a fucking microphone and decides to try to put out a new rock record. These are proven rock artists that have been around since the 70s, kicking ass on a consistent basis, not giving in to vices, but thriving with them and through them, and really 
their goal is to appease their audience, not just uh, make a quick buck with another kick-ass album. So um, it's absolutely worth it. White Snakes Forevermore. I don't even fucking care if you don't like the album or you don't like the band. You should pick it up anyway. For those of us who do. Kicks ass. Enjoy it. They're not going to be around forever. There's some old motherfuckers. So, uh... And actually, you know what? I had a friend um, contact me who runs a, a, a comic book business, um, Tribe Studios, and I actually write a graphic novel for them called Cross. So I'll be uh, bringing him on the show. He actually contacted me asking if I could feature their sort of adult, after dark line of comics. So look forward to that. And of course, Blind with Rain is going to be uh, giving us a drop on the music, uh, the, the new opening theme. So I'll be having them on. Um, uh, with that said, let's go ahead and uh, move into the uh, Bizarre Bizarre. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the bazaar of the bazaar. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> Today in the bazaar of the bazaar, I'm going to be talking about the Kegel. What's the Kegel, you say? What is Kegel? I've never heard of this term before. Uh, it's named after Dr. Arnold Kegel, and it consists of contracting and relaxing the muscles that form part of the pelvic floor. So it's called Kegeling. And this is most commonly identified with women. So all of you guys out there, don't turn this off, but sort of direct it at you ladies. And ladies, babe. Right. You need to hear this. Because this is going to make your man a very happy man indeed. And let's just say it's one part of a real satanic witch's abilities. This is very lesser magic. This is uh, very raw. And I'm going to be using some adult language in this bizarre. Bizarre, actually, as usual. So if you have any kids in the room or if you are under 18... Shut the fucking podcast off now, and if you're watching live on Ustream on Sunday night, turn it the fuck off and go to bed, because um, this isn't for you. For the rest of us, let's talk about kegeling. So, kegeling, I was actually first introduced to the, introduced to the uh, term kegel, actually, by, embarrassingly enough, sex in the city, that's right. It's fucking terrible to admit, but it's true. So, it's the act of a, um, a woman or man... Um, flexing their pelvic muscles. And the idea behind it, for women, is to tighten their vagina, uh, their, their muscles in their vagina, so that they can embrace their man. <laughs> and there's a lot of reasons why this would be necessary. Let's say you have a kid, or three, or fucking eight. <laughs> Just naturally, your vagina's become loose. It's going to happen. It's sad to say, but it's true. And uh, though fucking a glass of water may be nice every once in a while, no one wants to do it for long. So if you want to keep your men in check, Kegel, because it's going to build up the muscles so that you really can, no matter the size or shape of your man, really sort of hug his member <laughs> as needed. And it is needed. 
And for you guys out there, if you're like taking it in the ass, not judging here, not judging, but if you like it, this can help you too. Because as much as a guy doesn't like fucking a glass of water in his girl, he certainly doesn't want to do it in his guy. Let's just say that uh, it, it's nice to experience a sexual partner with a bit of control and necessary. So, here's your salute to the Kegel. <laughs> you know, let's just take a second and all Kegel together. Moment of silence for the Kegel, everyone. Here we go. And good. Good job. You should be doing that at work. You should be doing that at home. You should be doing that while you're playing Sudoku. Or whatever fucking ridiculous card game you play on your computer. You should do it all the time. Because it's good for you. And it's good for us. And that's it for our show, as absurd as that bizarre, bizarre was. And actually, we're uh, we're a little bit early, by you know, ten minutes or something. So let's enjoy it while we can, because it's not going to last. Uh, you can reach me uh, by sending email to info at ninecentspodcast.com. You can check out the Facebook page, Nine Cents Podcast, and send me your bizarre the bizarre features or just general discussion topics that you'd like me to talk to, or talk about, excuse me. Um, if you want to talk to uh, the Church of Satan, check out churchofsatan.com. If you want to talk to other Satanists, you should probably check out the Undercroft at satannet.com. And if you want to hear any other Satanist musings or commentary or shows, there's a plethora of them at radiofreesatan.com fantastic internet streaming and podcast download site. And until next week, I'm your host, Adam Campbell, saying, as every week, hail Satan.